You're listening to the God, God Life, Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the God Life Culture Podcast. We want to remind you at this moment to hit that subscribe button and make sure that you get all our notifications when we drop our new episodes every Monday. And also, don't forget to leave us that rating and that review. It helps put our podcast in front of more People. I was just having a conversation, Eddie, by the way, about that uh, with someone who said, oh, I left a rating. Um, you know, they were kind of wanting me to walk them through like, OK, how do I leave a review? How does you know, what do I do? What do I say? And all these things. And um, they were like, you know, I want to just really express kind of how I feel about the podcast nice. and how it's helped me. Um, you know, so I just think a lot of times there are so many people that listen. Right. And uh, they they just don't they don't hit that subscribe button or hit that uh, that review and rating. Um, but we're appreciative of all of you who take the time to do that because it really does help. Right. And it really does help, you know, put the podcast out there in front of more people. To, so shout out to all of you who leave those ratings and reviews. We're definitely appreciative of it. Eddie, how are you feeling today? Today, I am currently recovering from a vacation road trip <laughs> that my wife and I took over the weekend. We decided, you know what? It's our anniversary, seven years. We deserve a something. You know, even though we can't travel to Fiji or you know to some tropical island that we may that me that we may want to, uh, we deserved a getaway. So we wind up traveling like over five hours up north uh, by all the Great Lakes um, and had a really great and quiet time at what I call like a resort town. You know, we were by, interestingly enough, something I didn't even tell you, we were by where I guess the all the Olympic training happens for the winter sports. Okay. Um, so we were like passing by all these buildings that had all the flags. We're like, is this the United Nations? What's going on over here? Um, but, you know, <laughs> so it was like a lot of that and everybody was in resort, ski wear, while we're like in sweats. Like we're just like chilling and want to eat. Um, but it was really good. It was, it was an awesome time for us to just get away, um, have a lot of resting time, quiet time, R&R, and just like just being, even that the five-hour drives to and from were really fun. We had a great time uh, catching up on podcast episodes that maybe we didn't get to hear. Um, I know we spent like a good three hours just doing like random like, you know, uh, Spitfire questions like we did in previous episodes uh, and just having a great time. Uh, so that's where I'm at at the moment. How are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing great. Uh, I just want to comment real quick on what you were saying. Uh, you know, I think it's great to have, you know, those moments to definitely just, uh, you know, have that quiet time, sit back and enjoy, you know, taking a road trip or enjoying those moments. And I think that there are definitely those road trips and getaways that we have, right, where it's very busy. 
And I think specifically, yes. like, you know, when we went to, let's say, something like Florida or a place like that where, yeah. uh, you know, you're always on the go and you have an agenda and things happening every day. And then I think back to even, you know, when we went to Maine, um, you know, a few years back it was like two years ago when we went to Maine. And it was one of those trips where it was just very laid back, calm, relaxing. And, you know, definitely you need those type of trips as well. Right. Where, like you said, you can put on music, put on a podcast, you can have conversation, you can sit back and, you know, relax by the fire or relax by the lake and all of those things, soaking up all the views right uh, on your way there. So I think that's that's awesome. And I'm glad you guys went and had a great time. Uh, You know, on my end, everything is going great. Uh, We're kind of on that, you know, downhill from the school year where everything's coming to an end, uh, you know, and we're already talking about graduation and all of those things. And obviously because of everything we've been experiencing this year and last year with COVID, there's a lot of different restrictions. And oddly enough, there are more restrictions now that there's a vaccine than before, uh, which is just a little ironic. But, you know, we're doing what we have to do uh, to make sure that all these kids and students have kind of the, the best experience that they can have as they you know, move on and graduate. So everything's going well over here. Just excited uh, for another opportunity to be, you know, doing this podcast. Yeah, which is very exciting. Um, and, you know, we've had a lot of guests uh, on our on our episodes and the conversations have been really great and interesting and sometimes a little crazy. Um, uh, but something <laughs> that happened in our last episode with Shante Adkins that when she brought it up, we also made note of it. And then when my, when my wife heard the episode back, she also, you know, mentioned about it was how um, fondly she talked about growing up in church, where unfortunately, maybe we can say, no, it is unfortunate um, that sometimes the negative is usually what gets the most attention, the church hurt, the experiences we had growing up or whatever in in the negative side are sometimes the things that get um, the spotlight. But the reality is that for a lot of people, if not most people, regardless of the ups and downs that happened, especially if you grew up in church, you know, there are definitely great moments and times and experiences that you not only hold dear to your heart or are like funny memories and good memories to think back to, but in a way have also molded you in where you are current day. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, yeah. And I actually love that as well. When she was talking about that, I think it was refreshing because like you said, I think especially now we're kind of in a a culture and an age where not that there are so many people anti-church, but I think, you know, uh, being away from the church building and being at home and doing church online kind of just further, uh, you know, maybe solidified or cemented those feelings of church, you know, the physical gathering of people and going to a building, whatever is not as necessary or important because it can now be done online. I know of individuals who are still streaming services and they can completely go to church now because they do everything else, but they just rather, you know, <laughs> they just rather same. stay home. Say they yeah. imagine, no. <laughs> yeah, imagine. They just rather stay home, right? Uh, they've kind of gotten used to that. And I think it's so important because, you know, obviously when we go to church, right, uh, it's to fellowship and, and we worship God and we worship God with our brothers and sisters, but we also create 
great memories, right? That I know, uh, you know, we have memories of just growing up in church and those memories staying with us, right? Um, I can vividly just, you know, remember certain things that jump out at me uh, from growing up in church that I'm grateful for, you know? So it was great to hear Shantae um, have those feelings and say that because I think it's needed, especially with, um, I want to say millennials now, right? Or those in their, you know, 20s and 30s who are, you know, older and, you know, probably are living through uh, that shift, right? That uh, church shift where maybe church was a certain way when they were growing up. And now, you know, it's a little more, uh, you know, as some people say, modern, right? Or just <laughs> different, right? And, you know, especially with just everything with COVID and all of those, you know, components as well. But, you know, I think back and I have awesome, I have awesome memories, you know, and I think it's important. And we put this on our podcast page as well. One of the quotes that she said was that she's chosen to put a magnifying glass on the great things she learned, which is great because it doesn't, you know, say basically that she didn't go through anything, let's say, negative or have negative experiences, but she chooses to magnify or make bigger and draw draw attention to the positive and to the great yes. things that she learned. And I think, you know, whether we're talking about church or talking about something else, there are always negatives, there are always positive, there's always pros and cons, and we have to make the decision to magnify the positive and magnify the great things we've learned. No, I agree. And I think that, you know, looking back, you know, my church upbringing uh, was a little bit, it was definitely strict and maybe even stricter than most of the kids in church, you know, because me and you made a little joke uh, before we started recording how, you know, our church experiences as kids wasn't the way that some kids had it, where they were like always rolling around on the benches or they were taking naps or they came with their homework, or they came with like, you know, like their other yeah. service was happening. That was not my experience at all. That I was not allowed to, to do that, you know, at any age, at five, six, seven, eight, or whatever. Uh, but I definitely, you know, look back at it and enjoy being able to, at a very young age, understand and know how to partake in a service. Like that's one of the things that I am really grateful for while even looking back at it, it's kind of like, dang, they were really strict on me, but to be at an early age, being able to partake during worship, you know, uh, during this, or even, even being able to participate, you know, I don't know the churches now, you know, they do things maybe a little different than they were back in the day. But when I was growing up, they would prepare us as kids to know how to lead a devotional. You know, they would prepare us as kids to know how to, you know, give our little five minute preaching, you know, even though, you know, it wasn't the longest, most extensive theological thing. You know, it, they were things that they prepared us for to be able to just, you know, take a step in front of everyone to be able to share, you know, what God put in your heart and, you know, things like that. And, you know, being be able to partake in the plays, you know, I remember one play in specific, I just was Joseph. I didn't have any lines in the, in the play at all. It was a Christmas play, but the fact that I was able to just dress up and sit by, you know, the, the, the scenery was in the barn um, to be able to just sit there and partake and have everybody look at you. And, you know, it's just fun things that you look back that, you know, really make an impact, at least for me. I don't know. You, yeah. you may look back at it and be like, that was all whack. But to me, it was <laughs> it was uh, definitely a positive. 
Yeah, I I agree. I think that um, one thing that our you know we and I speak again from experience in kind of like our our experience, right? And what we know, um, you know, in Hispanic Pentecostal churches, right? I think that one thing that we do a good job in is including our children, right? Um, there are many churches that have children's ministries and that have kids ministries. And I remember growing up in church where, you know, we had kids service like every other Thursday. And, you know, I mean, we had to wear like a white shirt and yes, black uniform. And, yes, we had like <laughs> uniforms. I mean, it was like every service. Um, my mom actually brought this up the other day and she was like, oh my goodness, there was a time where we had gotten you ready for church, dressed you up, you had your white shirt, you went and grabbed a Hawaiian punch and you like put the straw in wrong you it splattered all over your shirt we had to like run and try to scramble to see what we could do so you could not be the only kid without a white shirt and it's just funny because I, i remember you know those moments right i remember kind of having to to wear that and dress up and all of that but again we were included Right. We were included in the services and we sang and they took out of a night to, uh, you know, make sure that the kids did understand and have a good time. And I remember, you know, the songs that we would sing. And honestly, those are my introductions to, you know, speaking and grabbing a microphone and addressing people and talking. And, you know, it's something, again, that I'm actually really glad that you brought this up because it's something that I think we don't think enough about and reflect on. Mm -hmm. Right. How. um you know, looking back, there are there probably little things here and there that could have been improved or that obviously kind of maybe didn't work, right? Like, you know, do we really have to have, you know, two-year-olds coming dressed up in white and black and like making that a thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not today. We may look at that and be like, you know, why did we do that, right? But again, it even just taught you little things just like as discipline and obedience, right? Well, yeah, it was, and it's, developing that. Yeah, and, you know, number one and number two, it's also like coming presentable, as well, um, you know, and the idea of uniformity, you know, a year or two ago, Kanye West had everybody dressed in the same way and people were going bananas about how that was awesome. That was not new. We've been doing that since many years ago <laughs> without white and black pants or whatever it was. Uh, but, you know, funny enough, you start talking about that. And I remember my first in Spanish Pentecostal churches, we would do uh, events called campañas, you know, which were like, uh, you can think of them like revival weekends and stuff like that, led by the ministries, whether it was like the kids ministries or the youth ministry, the men's or women's ministry or whatever. And my first youth um campaña youth ministry event that i qualified for because i aged into it um the uniform was red and black uh i guess it was christmas time i don't remember <laughs> what it was uh <laughs> but it was red and black was the uniform and i wasn't going to go um you know for whatever reasons that i'm too complicated uh to get into at the moment i wasn't be i wasn't going to be able to go um then at the last minute i got the whiff that I was going to be able to go. Um, so my mom and I wind up running uh, to, we lived in the area that we lived by was a whole bunch of stores and stuff. Going to this dressy store, the only thing they had in red was this sweater. They didn't have my size. It was a size way too big for me or whatever, but I got the sweater anyways because I was like, if I'm going to go, I'm going to make sure I am I'm feeling part of this moment, of this experience, of this weekend. And, you know, looking back, I can remember times where in the moment as youth or whatever, we're like, oh, uniforms. But 
you know, there's also times where it was like sometimes we don't realize it hindsight how it was a, a sense of like pride and unity to be like it's our weekend, you know, we're gonna wear our colors, we're gonna represent, and we're gonna go, you know, do our thing. Yeah, and again, you know, there are things that we develop in those in that age, right? That we kind of carry over, and you know, uh, it definitely helps us in other areas of our lives. You know, I vividly remember you know, crazy enough, uh, growing up and always wanting to sing, right? Like as a kid, I think all kids are able to sing and when they sing, and even if it doesn't sound the best, it's still okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we definitely get a pass. So I was the one, but it's so funny because I was the one, like I would try to find the soundtracks to the songs, right? <laughs> so, like I was like, I remember being like six, seven years old and coming to church with a CD, right? Having, you know, gone to the Christian bookstore, right? To buy and try to find the it, instrumental. Right? Yeah, the <laughs> instrumental and used to sing. Like I remember singing, I can only imagine. I remember singing spoken for because Mercy Me was like, you know, really big at that time and like love them. Um, I remember singing, uh, you, do you know that Christmas song? Uh, it's a Christmas song, but they remixed it and did like this Christian version. Um, uh, it's like a prayer, like no more lives torn apart and wars would never start and time would heal all hearts. I, the title of the song is slipping my mind right now, but it's basically, uh, okay. The Christmas song says, do you remember me? Um, I sat upon your knee. So it's like a kid sitting on Santa Claus's knee, ask, telling Santa Claus what he wants for Christmas. And it's like all these beautiful things. Well, I found the Christian version to that song. <laughs> and it's basically someone praying to God. <laughs> so it's like, you know, do you remember me long ago on bended knee, right? So like they go through this whole thing. And I remember singing that song and being like, oh my gosh, I killed it, right? Years later, I realized that wasn't even like an original like Christian song. Right. <laughs> it was totally weird. But again, those moments where, you know, I remember practicing. Yes. And I remember just developing those skills and given the opportunity to do that. You know, I remember, um, you know, them having uh, different like special events. And I remember they had given me a special what's called a special. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Just an opportunity for you to a do solo. something. Yeah. And uh, performance. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was with me and my brother and my mom. And I remember we were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I remember to this day saying, okay, let's do uh, like a pantomime, a mime to this song, Awesome God. He Reigns, Awesome God by Kirk Franklin. Yes. Mind you, that song, like for the time was it, right? Like it had just come out not too long ago and our church was not that church, <laughs> you know, like it was just a little too hype. But yes. I remember being even as a kid, always, <laughs> always wanting to like push the limit a little bit, you know, and introduce things. Right. So I remember we got together, me, my mom and my brother, mind you, my brother is like probably four years old. Right. I'm really young and we put up the, we did these moves. We got these moves together and we went to the mall and at the mall, they always have these little shops in the middle of the stores where you could do like custom shirts. Yes. <laughs> we thought this was the idea, you know, <laughs> so we went, we got custom shirts made that said, awesome God, my mom got, he reigns and all this stuff. And we went and we did it at the church and it was so fun and, you know, funny at the same time, because I look back at it now, I'm like, why do we get those shirts? <laughs> 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 but it's something again, that it's just a memory 
that you hold dear that you don't really remember, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, all the time. And it's just so funny because I think, you know, thinking back and reflecting on these things, um, life was so much easier then, you know, in the, as far as, um, you know, being, at least for me, in my experience, being a kid and, you know, having a certain perception of, you know, the world or having a certain idea of church, right. Or ministry and all of those things. And, um, you know, I I think back to that verse when, you know, he says, you know, you have to kind of be a child, Mm. you know, and it's, again, has to do with that mindset, that perspective and that innocence of sometimes you just have to think back and reflect and realize why you're here, why you're doing what you're doing, the real reason, the real purpose and, you know, also the element of enjoying it and having fun. And I think sometimes we miss out on that with everything else that happens in our lives, you know? Yeah, no, and it's it's very true where if we allow time and situations and, you know, our ups and downs in life to really negate us from the ability to like sit back and reflect on the positive we will go this whole time just focusing on oh it's been so difficult oh it's been so hard it's been so many this so many that or whatever but when you sit back and you think about you know and for those that have that 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 uh honor or privilege to be able to be like, I've been in church since I was five. I've been in church, you know, I was born in church or since I was 12, 30, whatever, you know, we have a lot of experiences in it, you know, for new believers, it's a little bit different maybe because they don't have those memories to, to call back on, you know, but even being in youth ministry, you know, it's been how many years, uh, I've married seven years. So I haven't been in youth ministry for seven years, uh, but it feels so much more longer Like if I did not say if at this moment, I did not say it's only been seven years that I've been out of the youth ministry, I would have thought it's been 20. (laughs) It's been so only seven years. It's not that long ago, but it feels that long ago because of all the experiences that have happened since then. But thinking back on youth ministry and, you know, the hours that we put into rehearsals and staying late after services, our youth lock-ins where they would be crazy. They'll be, you know, explosive. Also, aside from being fun and that we will make up songs and, you know, we would like break up into teams and assign, you know, the, the, uh, an opposing team would assign you a word. And I remember in one of our, um, in one of those moments, our, our team, no, I'm lying. Another team got assigned the word pillow and they had to come up with the song, obviously a Christian song that had the word pillow in it. And it was the most hilarious thing that ever happened when it was their turn to perform that song in front of everybody. And they were talking about their pillow and how they, their tears fall on their pillow. It was just like <laughs> absolutely ridiculous, but it was fun, fun moments, you know, you know, silly little things like that, where, you know, we would have these fun, um, moments we would just bond and laugh at each other and act crazy. But then on the flip side, when it came to like the spiritual and, you know, our moments of worship and our moments of prayer, our moments of interceding for each other as well, you know, is also positive and powerful and things that I think about also as well when, you know, you had people share testimonies and things that they were going through at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, um, and to see how God brought them through those things and how, you know, other people were also feeling certain things and it was a lot of crying, but also a lot of Jesus as well. You know, those are all great 
memories that are so easily forgotten if we really don't think about them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, definitely growing up, you know, from being a kid and the in the kids ministry to then, you know, being in the youth ministry, I was one of those kids that, you know, by the time I was like 10, 11 years old, I was already wanting and desiring to, to be move. in the youth yeah. <laughs> and to move up. Uh, you know, I was kind of more mature than, you know, my age and all of those things. And, you know, I waited and waited and I was so eager. And I remember just thinking like being in a Sunday school class, which it's so crazy because my wife's mom, you know, uh, my mother-in-law, right? Uh, who it was actually my Sunday school teacher for most of my childhood years. Right. Uh, you know, I just vividly remember her classes and we were in a different church, a church building, right. Where it was a storefront church. Um, so it was, you know, like the bottom was set up as a, like a sanctuary, but we really didn't have a lot of room or classrooms. So I remember them building this whole wall divider thing and they would set up these walls and put up curtains. You know, the pastoral house had like, it was an apartment, not a house. It was an apartment <laughs> above the church. And we used to have Sunday school, like in the living room. And then there was a group in the kitchen. And I remember at one point, believe it or not, and thank the Lord that, you know, we have moved on and we have seen the hand of God move and, you know, all of those <laughs> things where we have a building and all of that. But at one point I do remember that we even had Sunday school, our class, um, which at that point I was probably like, you know, 10 years old in between the bathrooms. So there was like a hall where the bathrooms were. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like all like there, like in that hall. But it's so funny because I remember having the most, you know, fun Sunday yes. school classes in all of those places where, listen, that as a Sunday school teacher, she was amazing and she would have us Okay, like there was no Sunday school book, <laughs> you know, there was no what we call expositor, right? There was no like workbook. And I remember being 10 years old and literally she was one of the first people at that time to order all the kids ministry, uh, kids in the kids ministry Bibles mm -hmm. and not just Bibles like, oh, we're going to buy Bibles, whatever version, kids version Bibles. So I remember when that happened, it was a kid's quest Bible. I could still see the cover in my head. I think we still have a few copies floating around the church, <laughs> but it was a Bible that was much easier and a version much easier to understand for children. And when that happened, I just remember even in me, uh, a shift in reading the Bible and being interested because it was just like a cool cover. There were cool photos on the inside and the text was cool. The fonts were cool, but we would really go through books of the Bible in Sunday school. Like I remember reading through the book of Genesis, like out loud and, you know, some of us just understanding and then not understanding, explaining, going through the creation, the days of creation, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. After going through Genesis, we did Exodus and talked about Moses. We went to 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. I mean, can I tell you that she even, like, we even read the book of Revelation, okay? Like, that's how we went in. But I really do thank God for those moments because, let me tell you, like, Today, I can say, you know, and I've told her this in the past, but today I can say that, again, that love for God's word and just that foundation and knowledge really came from those classes, mm -hmm. right? That took place in the living room one year, in a bathroom hallway another year, in, you know, an upstairs kitchen area another year. But 
we made it work. Yes. Right. We didn't have probably the great, the greatest accommodations. We didn't have the greatest uh, rooms, right. And all these things, but we made it work. And I think that that's something, another lesson, right. That we get from probably our, our upbringing in the church is we may not have had the most modern technology. We may not have had all of the, the, the accommodations that we would have wanted, but with what we had, we made it work. And yep. that's a lesson that even today we can carry with, right? We may not have everything that we need, right? Or everything that we think we need, but we have to trust that with what God has given us, you know, we're able to accomplish great things and do the work. Yeah, no, it's true. And I think it's funny because, you know, for any of our new listeners that maybe aren't familiar, you know, Miguel and I did not grow up in the same church. So, but it's funny hearing back some of the things that he says um, to see how similar it was for us as well. Because the same thing was, you know, in my first church growing up as kids, you know, we did have makeshift classrooms um on the second floor um but in the second church i was in which was mostly through my youth it was the exact same thing where we would have to be in a random hallway by the stairs or you know uh, a little corner in a basement or something like that whereas where we would have our sunday school classes um and i think it's very important you know that those are one of the life lessons that we that have experienced that take it take with us, you know, into our adulthood is to be able to pivot, is to be able to bob and weave, it's to be able to roll with the punches and to make any situation work. And, you know, that's why I think that, you know, for those of us who have acquired that skill, you know, we are able to look at a problem within a ministry or a problem within the church or a situation and, you know, you put our critical thinking hats on and be like, you know what? I think that we can make it work if we do this, if we shift it this way. And it may not be the the, the high tech technology or it may not be, like Miguel said, the best accommodation ever, but it is the best we can do in the moment, given the current circumstance. And we see how those situations, when we put our, like I said, critical thinking hat on, you know, become successful and successful for whoever is partaking in that. Because at the moment, you know, I think about Elizabeth, who's your mother-in-law. And, you know, I've always I always hear about how great of a Sunday school teacher she is. I'm currently teaching a Sunday school. And a lot of times in our meetings, you know, Elizabeth. And her teaching techniques and what she did comes up as an example of what you're supposed to do. Um, so, you know, looking back now, we see how we have, you know, you may be doing something now that is impacting a kid who is impacting a younger youth that you're not doing it with the intention to, you know, leave a mark in their life. But, you know, five years from now, you may be the Elizabeth. You may be the person who they are call, calling back on. Do you remember how you did this, how you did that or whatever? And when we give our 110% to God and when we do our best, given whatever situation it is, it is they are seeds that are being planted that will be fruitful as well in the future. Yeah. And I think it's important to also just understand and realize and make the effort to focus on the things you've learned, you know? And I think that's a skill that whether you're talking about your church experience, you're talking about your childhood experience outside of church, right? There are always things that are negative that we can focus on. I mean, I can go through a list of things right now of certain things that happened while growing up in church or things I witnessed yes. or things I saw, right? But again, 
when looking at it, the great things definitely outweigh all of those negative experiences, right? And, and moments. And definitely like what you said, you don't know who you're impacting, right? And you don't know who you're, you're, you're blessing in that moment. Uh, so many people I know were blessed by her Sunday school class. And so many people I know that went through our church's kids ministries growing up, you know, were blessed. And that's how we learned the songs. That's how we learned, you know, all of those things. And we learned, you know, confidence and, and how to speak and, and address people and, you know, all of those things. So I think it's just important for us to take the time to reflect, yeah. take the time to think about these things. Um, because again, I mean, even growing up, you know, after being in the kids ministry, I remember then we did all the car washes, right? And that was like a big thing, our first car wash, right? As being in the youth ministry, it was just a big thing. And then all the youth trips every year, we did a Six Flags trip. It was like the epic trip, (laughs) you know? And we used to roll deep. Like we used to roll like 46 people. I remember like 46 people. We used to get shirts made and everybody used to wear the shirts. Like it was just, it was again, just a great experience. And, you know, uh, people having fun, you know, in the park, getting lost, you know, we have so many different memories, right? (laughs) Like where's so-and-so, I don't know, you know, like all of those things. But uh, again, it's important to take the time to reflect and to remember. And it's funny because you brought up this topic. And again, it's something that I think is, is really important for us to do Um, you know, Elevation Worship and Maverick City, they're releasing or they released this past weekend uh, a new album titled Old Church Basement. And the aesthetic, right, for the album or the artwork is this old projector, the overhead projectors that they used to put lyrics on, which I remember having one in church (laughs) where that was my job for a long time, (laughs) you know, like switching the, the, the transparency slides, right? And getting them mixed up, them falling on the floor, trying to figure out what song is next, (laughs) but it's clear. So it's hard to like see everything. Uh, But they have that as, you know, the cover. And they were sending out like, you know, their PR boxes and promotional boxes that they send out to other gospel artists and singers and all of that. And it was basically just a bunch of things from church many years ago. So it was like an old hymnal, um, this old kind of like bookmark that they would, you know, write like the church event and the theme and, you know, it's just funny that they did that and looking at that, the old fonts that we used to use, uh, you know, kind of growing up. And it just brought me back, right, in looking at that and all the moments and memories where when we had those youth events and just making sure we had like programs and gifts to give out. And I remember the whole hymnal thing and making sure people had the hymnals and we knew the number and, you know, what number the song was on and all of that. So it's just funny because I think even now, with a group like Elevation, a group like Maverick City, who people would consider, you know, to be very in right now, popular, putting out amazing music and content, they themselves, you know, they have their own church experience and church upbringing and kind of like their memories. So I just think it's really cool that they took this perspective on this album. Yeah, and I think that that is also... Kind of, you know, we see this in fashion, <laughs> and it's kind of weird that I'm going down this route where, you know, like '70s fashion is what's in at the moment or whatever, which is kind of old school, but now with the new school twist. And I think that a lot of people, especially millennials, I think it's really us who, like you said, are in that 20s, 30s, you know, age group where now we're the ones who are 
in the forefront, whether it be in the forefront of worship, in the forefront of evangelism, in the forefront of social media, whatever it is. And we are tapping back into our roots. We're tapping back into things that were beneficial to us, were, you know, things that impact impacted us in a positive light that haven't been really given the shining, you know, spotlight that they have been deserving. And, you know, to even do something as simple as this, you know, they're not singing, you know, and we they have you know, on their, their album, you know, it's not a bunch of old school, you know, hymnal tracks or whatever, but I think it's going back to that desire and that heart of, you know, those positive things, like we've been mentioning before, um, and with our experiences with God of just like seeking God and having fun and being joyful and really, you know, understanding what it means to have the joy of the Lord, you know, which is a, a Christian phrase, a Christianese phrase that's thrown around a lot. Uh, but in reality, to be able to really understand that and feel it and to be able to tap into it and to be able to like be really excited about your journey with God and the processes that God has been, you know, bringing you through and has brought you through as well. And to look at it with a lens and an outlook of positivity and of joy and of excitement and not of like this beat up, you know, person who's just dragging themselves, you know, just trying to make it to the finish line, you know, is important. Yeah. And I think it's important also for leaders who grew up right in that time and have those experiences and memories, you know what it was like, right? You know, kind of what worked, you know, what didn't work, you know, what they said that made you feel great. And when they said things that made you feel horrible, you know, uh, you know, kind of the ins and outs, right? Because you experienced it and you went through it. And now it's almost like your opportunity when you're in that leadership position to make sure that you give those individuals around you and those individuals who you're influencing that positive experience, right? The best of the best, where it's like, you know what? I really enjoyed the the memorization of Bible verses. So how can we incorporate this within our kids' ministry, within our youth yep. ministry? How can we promote, uh, you know, just reading the word and studying the word? How can we promote within our Sunday schools the idea of everyone just bringing a Bible, right? Like, how can we just push these different ideas where, you know, it really worked growing up and I had positive experiences, you know, just and the, I, the... Go ahead, yeah. No, no, no. And I, what I do want to say as well is, you know, because before I mentioned that, you know, there may be listeners who have not had that experience of growing up in church, but find themselves being parents, you know, having kids. And I think that it is our responsibility as parents to make sure that our children's church experience is fun and is positive as well, you know, because we do want them to, when they're our age or, you know, in their late teens, early 20s or whatever, to be able to look back. At their at their church experience as something that was good and not something that was negative. So that does mean that you are sometimes going to have to be a little strict with them. Sometimes you have to you know sit down and have conversations with them to explain to them the importance of partaking in a service and not you know being on their phone or their tablet or whatever you know and you know also find things and how to communicate it to them and to make them participants of a, a church service or or some way of participating in church in general that is kid friendly you know and if your church doesn't have it then you need to speak to the leadership of the church and try to figure out something that you can do for your kids and your young people so that they when they come to church they are excited about it and want to participate and are not looking at it as a punishment 
Yeah, I mean, we're going to uh, just next week, right? Starting back our in-person kids services. Yeah. So that's really exciting. And, you know, I remember my dad was telling me as he was announcing it, uh, my dad's a pastor of the church. As he was announcing it, he said that when he said that we were coming back, right, (laughs) to have kids night, that there was a few kids in the front and like it caught their attention. They lit up, their eyes open, right? And it's the idea too that, you know, sometimes we kind of think like, oh, they're not paying attention or they don't know or, you know, they don't really care. And they, they come here anyway for like the adult services and it's totally fine. They're, they're okay. And there is an element of, you know, having that strong kids ministry that, that is needed and that is important. And that plays a huge role uh, within our churches, you know, and if you, I guess the challenge for this week, which I think I'm going to continue it and just keep, you know, thinking about certain things and remembering is just to think back, right. And reflect on your journey and reflect on those, you know, positive experiences, reflect on those things that you've been through that uh, helped you grow and edified you and, you know, see and and relive kind of those moments and those feelings and emotions that are stirred up in you and that joy. And maybe if you've lost your joy and you've lost that sense of, you know, enjoying the the what you do for the Lord and enjoying these different things, how can you get it back? Right? How could you in, enjoy that element once again? How can you um, experience that now? You know, and the person you are today in 2021. How can you experience kind of similar things now, even as an adult? Right? Obviously, we can't be a kid again. Right? We can't come <laughs> back, go back, and and you know, start doing some of the things we did as kids. But how it now as an adult, right? Taking those things that you've learned and those experiences, how can you implement them now? Um, in your life and just regain that joy and regain that uh, positive experience that you had growing up. Yep. And I think the focus is to make sure that you understand and that you are partaking in the joy of the Lord, which is having fun and enjoying the process of what it means to be a servant of God. And I think that's a topic that we should hit on uh, the next time because, you know, we we do have guests, right, that we that we interview and stuff. And we sometimes we definitely like to jump on here and still give our insight on things and all of that. But just the conversation of enjoying what you do for the Lord, I think, is a big one, yeah. uh, because I think many times we 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 forget that we have to enjoy it. Right. It's important to enjoy the things that God has given us to do. And it shouldn't be this drag. It shouldn't be a constant burden, a burdensome situation that just brings us misery, right? Uh, the it, it definitely, the blessings of the Lord doesn't bring us sorrow, the Bible says. So it's like, if God has blessed us to have a certain position, title, or leadership role, or ministry, or task in our hands, it's supposed to be a blessing, and it's supposed to edify us and you know, bring us joy. So I think that's something that we should definitely touch on in another episode. Absolutely. I agree with that as well. So we definitely want to uh, thank you for tuning in and for, uh, you know, listening to this episode. We want to remind you, hit that subscribe button, leave that rating, leave that review, follow us on social media, on Instagram, we're on Facebook at God Life Culture podcast share this podcast with someone else you know send it to a friend send it to someone that you think uh needs to hear this message go back and catch up with uh you know all our recent episodes all of our guests we have more guests lined up that are up and coming and we're super excited for you to check out those conversations yeah so as always make sure that you have subscribed you've liked you share you're following us on all, all our social media platforms instagram facebook all that good stuff um we are 
are, you're listening to us on whatever podcast platform you listen to, you can share us through there as well. And also, we made a reference to it already, so why not? If you haven't, check out Old Church Basement from Elevation Music with their collaboration with Maverick City, and let us know what you think about that as well. So once again, we want to thank you guys for listening to the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God Life Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.